0: Direct Primary Care, why Consumer Reports magazine says choosing a DPC doctor is a top five money move. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we're going to be talking about direct
1: primary care and how it can save you money and improve patient satisfaction. And also,
0: we have a special guest this week, which we'll have on Access Health Radio. Dr. Forrest, uh, I know that you were the first direct primary care family practice in the country. Can you tell our listeners what direct primary care actually is, and why did you develop this model? Well, when I was working in a clinic in Winston-Salem about
1: uh, 19, 20 years ago, I realized that something was wrong with the way patients were being treated in primary care offices. They had long waits, they had very rushed, short visits, and the doctor often had to spend more time on making sure that the right boxes were checked for insurance. Uh, then they had to really spend time answering the patient's questions or talking with them about you know ways to make them as healthy as possible. And instead the only way for doctors to really get through such a busy schedule back then was to just refill people's medications and send them out the door. And practice managers you know force physicians to see you know many more patients per day really than we'd like to uh, because that's really the only way to keep the practice in business in a, in a volume based system. And so I had a real crisis of conscience because I wanted there to be a way to provide better customer service. I wanted to spend more time with my patients and focus on what they really needed and their care rather than what the insurance company or, you know, the government, let's say, wanted me to do. So I've always wanted to take as good a care of any patient as I would of my own family members. And the traditional system just at that time did not allow me to do that instead of focusing on the patient needs we were forced to focus on what the insurance company wanted in order to get paid and there was a real conflict of interest there I also saw that patients that didn't have insurance often got charged more instead of getting a discount apparently our insurance contracts at that at that time required us to charge more to somebody who came in without insurance than somebody that did have insurance and this seems sort of backwards to me and I wanted to give uninsured patients a way that they could afford you know high quality primary care so so my initial goal was to create a practice for specifically for those people where I'd feel like I could provide them the best ethical care possible, even if I made less money. And I took the idea of a gym membership uh, and the idea of something called a micro practice and sort of combined the two uh, to what has now become known as direct primary care. You know, I haven't taken a dime from an insurance company in 17 plus years, and all of my patients or their employers just pay for their memberships, which allows them to be seen at our office anytime they want. Uh, the fee is typically you know, less than $50 per month, and we don't charge members for EKGs, cholesterol tests, pap smears, hemoglobin A1Cs, thyroid panels, or almost anything else routinely needed for their routine care. It's sort of like if you went to the gym and uh, they charged you for lifting a dumbbell. That wouldn't make sense. Or if you went to the gym and they charged you for walking on the treadmill. Uh, so it just really didn't make sense to do that. So we're able to schedule hour long visits and offer same day appointments since we only schedule eight people per day. We're not, we're not based on high volume. So I love practicing this way. And I think it's the best way to understand it is just to think about it as a gym membership for healthcare. When you go to the gym, they don't charge for those extra things. Uh, the same
0: way we don't charge for the the sort of nickel and dime things, just, just what you need for your routine care. Well, thanks, Dr. Forrest. And today we have a special guest who has looked into this model and uh, maybe uh, can take a, a different perspective on it.
1: Yeah, I'd like to uh, introduce Jordan Roberts. He's a local policy analyst at the John Locke Foundation. Uh, he's researched direct primary care, and he's published articles about it. Uh, he's fairly familiar with uh, direct primary care, and I'll let him tell uh, you a little bit more about himself.
2: Jordan? Hey, uh, Dr. Forrest. Thanks for having me on. It's, uh, you know, I'm in the midst of a celebrity here, the first uh, direct primary care doctor in the country. But uh, (laughs) yeah, so uh, a little bit about me. I went to Appalachian State. I'm a Charlotte native and uh, moved up to Raleigh and started working at the John Locke Foundation about... A little over a year ago, and I really got into health policy. Um, you know, in grad school, uh, taking public policy classes and learning uh, just just how much government intrusion is really in the healthcare market. And so I knew I wanted to work in this space. And uh, you know, I didn't learn about direct primary care until I came to the John Locke Foundation. But you know, this uh, delivery model really exemplifies all the principles that I like to put forth in public policy, and that's. Free markets, uh, no government intrusion, and uh, really just an emphasis on actual doctor-patient care. So that's uh, you know that's why I think uh, direct primary care is such a great model.
1: And I I know that you've been looking into recently, I've seen some things you've put out specifically talking about sort of the the Union County experiment, Mm -hmm. uh, and you've sort of looked into that and reported on that. Could you go into a little bit of detail about what they've been able to do there in Union County?
2: Yeah, so, you know, uh, direct primary care, it allows you to get around the clock primary care service for that uh, monthly membership fee, like you said. And so one of the best things about direct primary care is that employer plans can now contract with a direct primary care provider like yourself, and that really cuts out all the middleman uh, mismanagement and uh, you know wasted resources that go towards the third-party payer model. So, uh, what happened in Union County, a fairly large county in uh, North Carolina, they uh, took all their uh, state employees and gave them the option to have a, a direct primary care uh, health insurance plan, and so you know, a lot of people probably weren't familiar with it at first, but as more people signed up, they realized that, wow, I get, you know, around the clock access uh, to my primary care doctor. I'm getting all of my uh, needs met and, you know, I get to spend more time with my uh, my doctor. And that really has uh, positive health benefits, you know, in the long run and long term. And when we talk about health savings and saving the uh, a little bit of money that we spend on healthcare as a nation, uh, emphasizing primary care and that preventative and routine care at an affordable rate is really, uh, you know, the, f- the future of that. And so that's what uh, Union County was able to do. And we see a lot of uh, self-insured employers realizing all the money they can save by contracting directly with a direct primary care provider. So I expect we see a lot of this in the future.
1: And, and I think I, I heard something like that Union County, the first year they did this and allowed their employers to to go to their their employees excuse me to go to this model, they saved a million dollars the first mm-hmm. year and then the second year it was something like one point two million dollars. So that's really good for the county and it's also great for the employees as well.
2: That's right. And you know, you can scale this up, you know, the North Carolina State Health Plan, the same deal, a self insured plan that could save millions, even billions by contracting directly with primary care providers and, you know, emphasizing that primary care and the doctor patient relationship to really address all the needs before they turn into expensive long term issues. So, you know, we really applaud Union County. And like I said, we're going to see this popping up more and more. All right,
0: thanks, Jordan Roberts with the John Locke Foundation. It's time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week. Thanks to our Tip of the Week sponsor, WeCare. They're an independent local pharmacy located in Apex, offering free delivery at the lowest cost for most prescription medications. Give them a call at 919-629-6010, or you can send them an email at rph at com. You know, the tip of the week this week is has to do with direct primary care.
1: Many people spend more than $7,000 per year on their total health care costs. Did you know the average direct primary care patient spends less than $1,000 on their primary care services and can combine that with a less expensive health plan since they've taken care of the primary care component? With the health plan like MediShare, Samaritan, or Liberty Share, they can save over $4,000 per year on total out of pocket costs for health care. Direct primary care even eliminates copays and helps
0: reduce medication costs as well. Coming up straight ahead, we're going to be talking with our guests once more about their experience with direct primary care and how they think it can revolutionize health care in America. Dr. Forrest will share some amazing direct primary care statistics and, of course, our Access Health Trivia of the Week coming up. This is Access Health with our host, Dr. Brian Forrest, board-certified family physician. I'm Mike Davis. And Jordan Roberts, policy analyst at the John Locke Foundation, our guest this week. Uh, Doc, if folks would like some contact information, how to reach you, how can they do that?
1: Well, if they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com, or they can call 919-363-0190. If after the show they want to listen to an on-demand podcast of the show, they can go to wptf.com, or they can go to our landing page at accesshealthradio.com and see a full list of previous shows with show notes. And if listeners want to send general non-emergent questions, they can send those to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. So Jordan, I've uh, really enjoyed uh, reading some of your articles on direct primary care. Uh, can you tell our listeners about why you think this model it really is a free market solution to sort of the healthcare situation we're in right now?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, I'm fairly new to the space, but one of the things that I've realized in my in my time doing research on healthcare, reading about healthcare, discussing it, is that uh, the third party payer model is not a sufficient and workable model to. Uh, make sure everyone gets their health care and you know, gets it in a, in, a, in a timely manner. And so what I think w- uh, direct primary care has uh, you know filled the void is that uh, when third party payers uh, are causing extra layers of costs on, Onto the uh, delivery of care, uh, direct primary care and other direct pay models are taking the middleman out of healthcare and allowing, you know, a true market-based transaction. A patient coming to a doctor, them two making decisions. And so, you know, when you take that middleman out. You uh, take care of all the issues with surprise bills, balance bills, uh, insurance companies denying care, and you know that's really not a truly market-based transaction. When we, you you as the consumer or the patient, are outsourcing your. Uh, decision making to a third party to make those decisions for you and so you know I think we've come to this point where everyone just assumes and you know recognizes the status quo that you need health insurance to get health care and I think what direct primary care does is it breaks that model open to say no you don't need insurance and it's actually a lot cheaper and can be a lot better quality if you just go directly to the source and you know, pay directly for care, and that's what I think. You know, direct primary care practices like yours have shown, and that's why they're growing so much. Because not only are physicians not uh, getting burnt out and want, as you said, less paperwork and more emphasis on doctors. So that's that's the trend of the future. Is that we're going to see more direct purchasing and less third-party payers because everyone sees how unworkable it can be and how and some of these negative things that happen, like surprise bills.
1: Right. Yeah. I think one of the things that uh, I always come back to about the directness of direct care is that who, who does the doctor work for? And in a third party system, unfortunately, really the physician or the healthcare provider is working for the third party payer. They're not working for the actual customer. So one of the things I really like is, you know, if you're a patient, think about who's my doctor's boss. Am I my doctor's boss? Am I the one that he's trying to serve and help? Or is he working for somebody else? Is he working for an insurance company or for a, a regulatory agency or somebody else? And and really, I'm just sort of a, a sideshow, uh, or am I the customer? And I think that's really important because in a direct care relationship, literally the doctor is working for the patient, and that's who they answer to. And, you know, there's a there's a Bible verse about two masters, and who do you serve? And uh, so it's important that uh, I think we know, you know, in a direct relationship. Uh, patients feel like there's not that conflict of interest, and there's also not the volume issue. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, people say most commonly they're surprised by in the direct primary care setting is how they don't feel like they're herded through like cattle. Um, You know, in the the fee-for-service world with third-party payers, you have to see, you know, 20, 30, 40 patients a day just to make a go of it. And uh, in the direct primary care model, since you're not driven by, by volume, you know, you don't have to just get people's feet through the door every, every seven and a half minutes. Um, it makes it so you can actually spend time with patients and, and take care of their health needs. And honestly, what the insurance company wants to do or cares about is, is really irrelevant. Uh, I think one of the most telling things is if you've ever called your own doctor's office or Mike, maybe you too, or called a new one and, and what's the very first question they ask? Do they ask your name? No. Do they ask what your medical problem is? No. The very first question they always ask is, what insurance company do you have? Now, if the same person was to call a direct primary care office, the very first thing they're gonna ask is, how can we help you, what's your name, and what, what do you need to be seen for? And they don't care what your insurance is. You know, That's beside the point. So I think it's a really important uh, point of uh, sort of the relationship between the physician and the patient in the direct primary care model.
0: I think you said something pretty radical a few minutes ago that I want to pick up on. You can address this just for a second if you want to, but radical to most people's ears is the fact that you you said that they don't need insurance. They might not need insurance with a direct primary care. You know, major medical, yes, mm-hmm. but uh, I, when most people hear that, I think they're going to be pretty shocked.
1: Yeah, So so we're not saying people shouldn't have insurance to cover catastrophic losses because certainly that's what insurance was originally developed for back in the days when Benjamin Franklin came up with the idea of hey let's all chip in some money and when somebody's house burns down from fire we'll rebuild that house that was the original idea catastrophic loss people can't afford mm-hmm. uh, everybody chips in a little bit and makes it makes it a softer blow uh, so yeah i think people need insurance for for heavy duty expenses but the truth is with things like primary care uh, it's actually less expensive to buy it directly. I think a good example of that is, if we'll just take primary care out of it for a second, talk about flu shots. So, you know, everybody's been getting their flu shot this season and flu shots are quote unquote free with your insurance, right? Mm-hmm. But how much of your premium each month goes, goes for a, a free, you know, $25 flu shot? Well, it turns out That it's about $150 a year of insurance premium that it takes to pay for a $25 flu shot to get it free, right? (laughs) Right. If you had just paid the $25, you could have avoided that $12 to $13 a month in premium that made it free. Uh, So, yes, sometimes paying for things directly, and and as, as Jordan says, cutting out the middleman can be the best option.
0: Our guest today is Jordan Roberts. He is a policy analyst with the John Locke Foundation in Raleigh. I'm Mike Davis with Dr. Brian Forrest. Straight ahead, we're gonna summarize our key information about direct primary care and our Access Health Radio's trivia of the week coming up. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. And his special guest today is Jordan Roberts, policy analyst at Raleigh's John Locke Foundation. I'll put this question to our guest today.
1: Um, what do you think could happen with patient satisfaction and the level of customer service for patients in healthcare if more practices adopted a direct primary care model?
2: Well, when I think of healthcare, you know, I think it uh, is so connected with one's prosperity in two different ways. One, having access to healthcare and getting good health, you know, helps you live a prosperous life. And two, uh, healthcare is so expensive that now it's affecting wages and income, you know, is, a, is one of those factors of a prosperous life. So, what I think we need to do is focus on those two aspects of how can we make our healthcare system better. And that's what direct primary care does it emphasizes health and wellness over billing and insurance codes. And so when the doctor is incentivized to keep you healthy, you know, more individuals are going to be healthy. When the doctor is incentivized to get as many patients in the door to get paid for that service, 30, 60, 90 days down the road, that's that's backwards incentives. And like I said, the your health is so directly correlated to your prosperity in those two ways with actual wellness and your income that, you know, this is what I think this direct primary care model can help with. And, you know, change back the incentives to keeping people healthy, letting them keep as much of their income as they possibly can. And so, you know, that's what I hope to, uh, you know, it addresses in the future.
0: All right. Thanks so much, Jordan. Time now for our Access Health Trivia of the
1: Week. So our trivia this week is about direct primary care. It's been shown to reduce hospitalization rates of patients by 60% and cut down on people going to the ER by 65%. The increased availability of DPC doctors and the more time they have with patients to optimize their care has been shown to improve outcomes for chronic diseases like high blood pressure, diabetes, and heart disease. And also, by some estimates, the average cost for this care is 80% less than in the traditional fee-for-service model.
0: All right. Thanks, Doc. Uh, We have just about a minute remaining. What are the keys you'd like folks to take away from this today?
1: Well, direct primary care is still a relatively new model, Uh, so it makes physicians work for their patients rather than insurance companies. It allows more time with patients, same-day appointments, typically shorter wait times, and has been shown to have higher levels of customer service. Some people get it confused with concierge medicine. We didn't really talk about that today, but concierge practices typically are not for most people. They charge over $100 per month, uh, and they're more for people of affluence, and they're different than DPC. DPC is something that, that most people can't afford. Uh, lastly, it's, it's important to think about, do you want a physician that works for you in your best interest, or do you want a physician that's pressured by insurance companies to prescribe certain medicines and treatments for you? In direct primary care, physicians have realized they can't serve those two masters, and it's better to serve the patient. Again, we'd like to thank our special guest today, Jordan Roberts, health policy analyst for the John Locke Foundation. Thanks for being here, Jordan. Thank you. That concludes our show, and our scripture for the week this week is from John sixteen thirty three. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and happy Thanksgiving this week to you and your family. We hope you enjoy uh, taking this time to remember our blessings and what we're thankful for. and Hopefully you'll have a great uh, holiday and holiday weekend and season with your family.